Hello and welcome to season two of Bottle of Red, a weekly show where we discuss writing and creativity. Slightly different this season, it's not going to be interviews anymore, it's going to be a roundtable discussion with Ross Dickey. Hello Ross. Hello Ross. <laughs> that won't be confusing at all. And uh, Justin Anderson. Hello Justin. Hello. Can I refer to you both by your surnames just to make this easy? Uh, no. So to start us off this week, uh, I thought we would discuss the value of writing. Uh, uh, what's the, the value of writing to you, Ross? Do you want to get us started? Yeah, I mean, um, I think for me personally, I, I find that uh, it's much more difficult for me to articulate what I want to say out loud, he says, as he sits down to record a podcast. <laughs> um, so I've always, I've always found it easier to get sort of my head around complicated ideas in text and sort of sit in a room for however long it takes and just sort of get words down on paper. And I find that I express myself more clearly that way. Um, and beyond that, I mean, there's obviously, I, I write for, for a living. So writing is valuable to me in so far as it helps me pay my bills at the end of the month. Yeah, um, it's to go to your first point about, you know, you want to uh, articulate your thoughts in a more coherent manner. That's one of the reasons I started podcasting was to practice doing that out loud and not just... And how's that going for you? And not well, as you can see. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it is true that when you have time to hone your argument, I don't even know that I'm communicating what I'm saying when I'm writing as much as I am uh, working out what it is that I think. Uh, Justin, what's the value of writing to you? Um, that's a big question. Um, there's, there's a flippant answer, which is that you can't edit speech once it's out of your mouth um i think uh, once it's i out immediately of mouth, <laughs> disagree with you as we're <laughs> again he says as we start recording a podcast but um no seriously it's i mean there's there's a flippant answer which is um i'm much i communicate better in writing than i do verbally um and i think that's because you have that moment, even if it's just posting something on Facebook. I mean, it's, you know, writing something down, you can look at it and think about it before you post it and just say, oh, there's a better way to say that. And, you know, you might only take the 20 seconds over it, but you still have the opportunity to kind of see what you're saying and edit it and make sure that you say it in the way that is um, the best way you want to say it. And I don't know if that answers the question or not, but the bigger the bigger answer to that is I remember many years ago, um, I signed up to do a creative writing course and it asked the question, why do you want to write? And um, the answer is, I feel the need to. I feel the need to write. I feel the need to tell stories. I think of stories, whether I write them down or not, and then they get all crammed in my head and only by writing do I get them out. Do you have the same compulsion, Ross? Do you? I just interrupted you. You do. <laughs> I'm used to it. Do you have the same compulsion to write for that reason? Do you have um, stories I, in your head? Uh... I think I'm probably coming at this slightly differently than the two of you because you both have a sort of creative writing background. Uh, I think I have long-term aspirations to write creatively, but I just I, there hasn't been sort of one idea that's come to me that sort of this is going to be my novel. Uh, and so, so I don't. Can, what kind of writing was it that you were uh, aspiring towards? Why are you here today? <laughs> what is <laughs> so your? That's a, very, that's a very good question. <laughs> Justify yourself. Do, do you mean? 
what sort of creative writing would I want to... No, I mean, why are you uh, pursuing my a career a writer. in writing at all? I think it's always, it's been... I think I've always just found that I'm quite good at it. Um, and I don't know why that is. I, just, I mean, it sort of goes back to writing essays at university. And I would read friends' essays and think, you're making good points, but this is horrifically written. And I don't, <laughs> don't really know what you mean. And I often, I think you look at other people, you look at bad writing, and I, I often struggle to see how people don't realize it's bad writing. Um, and it's, it, to me, it just looks like they haven't taken the time to sort of read over it and think about it. Um, you know, they just sort of put all their ideas down on the page without any grammar or anything like that. And But I think, I, sorry to interrupt, Ross, but I think that is something that, um, I think that's devaluing your own ability in the way that you think, you know, oh, people just need to sit and write. I, I don't think it's that simple because I think writing is writing is a combination of, um, I've said this before, potentially on this podcast, but writing is a combination of science and art. And the science you can learn by, you know, practice and reading and, and, and such. But the art comes from within and it comes from you experiencing other writing and people have a natural talent for it and I think that by saying people should just spend more time on it and anybody can, you know everybody could make it better I don't think that's necessarily true I think you're devaluing your own natural ability as well as the skill you've developed over the years by practicing it but not everybody has that and I think this uh, is well they do not don't necessarily have the uh, innate ability but they can learn if they were willing to apply themselves well that's what I mean but they can learn the science they can learn they can practice they can get but they can read writing they can sorry they can read good writing they can I mean you can learn storytelling by you know exposing yourself to good stories whether that's TV film books you know oral tradition whatever um, but not everybody is naturally going to be good at writing. Not everybody's naturally going to be a skilled writer. And I think you dismiss your own natural ability when you kind of say, well, anybody could do that if they spent some time on it. I think everybody could do it. I think the difference between writers and non-writers primarily is that writers don't find it utterly tedious to hone their craft. They actually enjoy themselves when they're writing, whether that's fiction or non-fiction. Why do you think that is, though? I mean, what what is it about writers that makes them enjoy the the art or just the mechanics of writing that other people find so tedious do you think there's a sort of common personality trait there that makes us enjoy it do you think there's a sort of masochistic element to it where we just sort of can't i think when uh so i'm a big fan of flow i find uh writing utterly addictive when you get into the flow of yeah. writing yeah. and you yeah, lose, get that, yeah. you lose t- so, right so there's a common thread for all three of us uh-huh. when you lose track of time and you get absolutely absorbed in it yeah it's like um it's like working out a puzzle almost you're you're or, uh, or maybe chipping away at marble and you're trying to uh, create a, the perfect work of art but you could always chip away a little bit more uh i find that that's the you're trying to get into that flow state and when you're in it it's um it's a real rush in a in a geeky kind of way, that when the when the hours pass by and when you can't get into it, it's so frustrating and you oh, you, the, you keep the terror of the blank page. I don't even mind the blank page. It's even worse writing when you badly s- is writing painful. Writing badly is yeah. really oh, painful, really is. and I it think really two out of three times when I sit down and write, I write badly. Well, that's, I that's think I've, yeah. I've eight out of ten. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I, I like that idea of it being a puzzle, though. I mean, I think I, I've thought about 
that before but it, it's only just you saying it's just it's made it come back to me and i think a lot of it is just the sort of putting certain words down together in a particular order and trying to get them in the right order so that they they come out in a way that expresses most accurately what it is you want to say and i kind of like that problem almost sort of like problem solving element of it um and you're right it's addictive i think when when it's working well uh and it can also be incredibly painful and horrific if it isn't working well and you can't really force it i think no and that's um that's something i've, I've experienced recently I, I had a as you both know i had a short story deadline i had to um finish for recently and um a, a lot of the first i mean it was only five thousand words but the first sort of two and a half thousand words i think i dragged every single word out of the depths of my brain um because i did i wasn't in the flow i had a notion of what i wanted to do but i really really had to work at it and it was painful it was excruciating and then i f i just on the last night it just kind of clicked and i knew what i wanted to do and i knew what story i knew where i wanted to go with it i knew what i wanted to say and it just flowed out and um that was enjoyable but up to that point, it was torture. So what's the value of it? Why did you keep trying if it was torture? Um, because I knew there was a story in there that I wanted to tell, because I had characters that I liked, because I had an idea that I liked, because I had a deadline I had to hit um, to get in for this uh, anthology that I was submitting for. Um, and I needed to get back into it. I haven't, you know, I've had a, since I published the novel, I've had a, a well, nearly two years now. No. It's a complete lie. I've had not quite a year and a half of marketing, essentially. And so getting back into that was hard and actually kind of intimidating because I hadn't done it in so long that you just do get that niggling fear at the you back of the head of, am I, can I still do this? Am I gonna, am I gonna have any ideas? Is anything gonna, I've got, you know, I have all kinds of ideas kind of floating around for the sequel. But you forget that once you sit down and start writing and get out the stuff that's in your head, more comes. There's always something more that comes to fill that gap once you start writing. And, um, but you forget, it becomes, it becomes scary. You can freak yourself out into preventing yourself from writing. Do you think that everybody should write? I mean, if we're, if we're going to make a case for this is the value of writing. No, absolutely it, not. Why not? Uh, because there's a degree of arrogance that comes with being a writer. You're assuming that what <laughs> I have something to say and you will listen. Yeah. Or producing a podcast on writing where you sit and aspire you into a microphone. Will listen to. Yeah, you assume that what you've got to say is interesting, that you have something to add to humanity. Particularly in the case of creative writing. It's a really it's grand a, aspiration for but, this podcast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, particularly in the case with creative writing, you know, you have to be tremendously arrogant to think that someone else would be interested in what are essentially your daydreaming. I completely disagree. Okay, so I you've never had any doubts. I many writers are adding... I've, I constantly have doubts. I've had... I've had doubts that what you're writing adds value to someone else. Absolutely. Regularly. I mean, I remember the number of times where I was like, wow, well, should I even bother finishing this? Is this any good So what not? do you disagree with? You just said it takes a tremendous amount of arrogance to write. And I've said, no, I disagree. I, I, wrote, think I, I wrote despite <clears throat> being full of doubts. And I'm sure most writers are probably crippled with self-doubt as to whether or not what they're writing has any value whatsoever. I think I can kind of see where both of you are coming from i think part of the reason i haven't written creatively is because i don't think i have part of it is i don't think i have enough experiences to draw on to they'll be interesting enough to other people uh another part of it is i think 
why would anybody be that interested in reading a hundred thousand words of what I have to say? And I think part of that is just like a maybe you could say it's a lack of self confidence or a lack of arrogance and a certain amount of humility. But at the same time, I agree with Justin that most writers are they have very fragile egos and they constantly need those egos to be massaged and uh, told that what they're doing is actually worthwhile and uh well that's the other value of writing is it's writers craving attention you know totally yeah i mean absolutely i think that's a totally valid point i think it's it's the same as most artistic careers i think actors are largely people who are insecure and craving attention and desperately seeking praise yeah i mean i think in any creative or artistic venture the difficulty that the artist has is that there is no objective measure of quality for art. And so you can't objectively say... I don't know if say, I agree with that. I think there's stuff that well, you can... I don't think that I agree with your disagreement. <laughs> so there. <laughs> I mean, we have said that you, we've, we've all read stuff that people have presented us with and been shocked by it, by how bad it is. Yes. And I consider that an objective measure. Okay, so there's an objective measure. There's an objective measure of whether or not it is grammatically correct or there's a, there's an objective measure of whether the science of it is right, but there's no objective measure of the art. You can't objectively say that metaphor was perfect because for some people it'll be good, for some people it won't. All art is fundamentally subjective. And since there is no objective measure of you've done this well, the only way you know if what you've done is good is if people tell you they appreciated it. So, of course, you're insecure. You can't, it's not like you can build a building and if it stays up, then you did a good job. It's not, it's not that scientific. Do you think writing's undervalued, Ross? I think it's taken for granted to a certain extent. I think that uh, a lot of people who don't write on a regular basis think that because they speak, English or whatever language it might be as a native language that they can just inherently write well and then when they actually sit down to write they find oh this isn't as as easy as I thought it would be um, and so I think part of it is that perception that it is easy um, what about financially undervalued I think I do think there's an element whereby um, oh, well, I, I, as you know I think there are many ways in which it's financially undervalued but I think um, a particularly interesting one from my perspective is what people are prepared to pay for a book, um, particularly in the, in the age of, um, you know, ebooks. People feel that, you know, there's no physical product, so it shouldn't cost them that much to, to pay for a book. Um, Doesn't the author get more from an ebook than a printed book? It's, um, it, it's... Whereas if you self-publish on Amazon, you could get... It swings around about. It depends. Um, it depends what model you publish on. To be honest, I get um, I get half what I get for a paperback for an ebook. Does that make sense? For an ebook, I get half what I get for a paperback. There you go. Um, what do you get for each? <laughs> just just for cl- just for clarity, what do you get for each? I get fifty pence per ebook and a pound per paperback. So if we we're talking about is writing undervalued? <laughs> How long did it take you to write the book? Well, there you go. I mean, and that, that's kind of where I'm where I'm coming from. Is you know, I think um, if you think about you know what is what is the value of writing is kind of also what is the value of stories? What is the value of escapism? If we if we took away 
stories. So let's let's you know pretty much every form of entertainment that we have that is in any way mainstream: cinema, theater, television, books. It's all writing. It's all stories. The best it's songs as well. Entertainment obviously songs. Are stories. I'll give you songs. Yes. Um, if we took all of that away, what are we, you know? What are we living for except functioning? Stories are such a fundamental part of our existence and of our reason for existing. And whether you write or not, they're a compulsive part of your life. Oh, did you hear about Mike? Oh, you'd never have guessed what happened. Exactly, exactly. We we tell each other stories as a way of kind of relating to the world. But I I think escapism is a fundamental requirement just for being a human being because life can be pretty rough, much less so for those of us lucky enough to live in the first world and sit around doing podcasts in an evening. But um, escapism is a way of just giving your brain a chance to relax and enjoy something. And I remember watching, I think it was an episode of, if I remember rightly, A Different World, the spin-off from The Cosby Show. And there was a, there were two characters in it, and uh, one was a doctor and one was an actor, and they were they were dating. And the actor made the point to the doctor and said, you know, you always you always think that what you're doing is more important than what I'm doing. And her response was, well, I'm saving people's lives. And his response to that was, well, yeah, but what are you saving them for? And that always kind of stuck with me as like, you know, great, doctors save people's lives. That's a really important thing. But without any form of you know entertainment or art. What's the point of it? You're just living. You're not. You're, you're just functioning. You're not living. I mean, we're almost talking now not so much about the value of writing for us, but the value of reading and the sort of consuming of what is being written. Um, I'm oh, wondering, in fact, in, in a more global sense, the value of art. Yes. Well, yeah, exactly. Um, so I'm wondering, what is the value non-commercially of writing for you? I mean, do you think that it makes you? A better person because you're right and a better person is probably a bad way to put it but do you feel that it benefits you personally in your in your life outside of work the fact that you write yeah. or the way it makes you think i just enjoy doing it um i don't I mean, know that i do enjoy it i don't know why i'm I not write. sure i enjoy it either <laughs> it's like the um it's like the chasing the dragon you know you uh you, you have your first taste and you just you always want to go back. Uh, Ross was chasing the dragon before we started recording. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know, once you get that, it's that flow again. Once you get that absolute high of when it's going well, then the next day you think that was great. I'm gonna go and like go and get a coffee, sit down, write for a while. Days will pass, and at the end, I'm gonna have this incredible product that everyone drops to their knees and worships. And then you're sat there and you start tearing your eyes out because you can't <laughs> recreate the flow that you had the day before. Yeah. And so I have this sort of uh, nostalgic memory of a talent I never possessed, which I'm chasing constantly. I, I think I, that's I true. Think I think that's pretty accurate. I think that's slightly harsh. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to pull you up merely on the a talent you never possessed. I think that's a little bit harsh. You were obviously in the zone at some point, or you wouldn't know what it was like. I think it's right, though. I mean, I think there is a sort of romantic ideal of what writing is and the sort of life of a writer, but... Um, it isn't. The girls love it. Oh yeah, of course. I mean, that's presumably why we all started writing, right? <laughs> wow. Um, but it's not for everybody, and I think that the reality of it is, as you say, is you don't always achieve that flow state. And often, when you get to the end of something you've written, it's not as good as you thought it was first time round, or people aren't interested in reading it. 
Um, and sort of flies in the face of what I was saying earlier. But the fact is that a lot of people can write proficiently. Um, some people can even write really well, but if they don't have a compelling story, that doesn't mean that they're ever going to, anybody's actually going to ever read it. Um, and so I think unless you have that sort of that unique idea or something that engages people in some way or connects with them emotionally, you're not going to make the value of writing is difficult to quantify certainly commercially and probably non-commercially as well so that's what we think we want to know what you think uh, you can get in touch with us on twitter uh, justin what's your twitter handle author jla uh, i'm at ross a garner and if you want to speak to the other ross you can get in touch at bottle of red net <laughs> next week we're discussing what is good writing to make sure you don't miss it subscribe now on itunes overcast pocketcast or wherever you get your podcasts and please do leave a review thanks for listening